following is paid programming and is operated and produced independently. The current views and opinions expressed belong solely to the operators and do not represent the views or opinions of Family Flavors, the Slide WBN Inc., its affiliates, its sister companies, or respective companies which these individuals are affiliated or have been previously affiliated. The program's participants, opinions, and content are based upon information they consider reliable, but neither Family Flavors to Slide WBN Inc. nor its affiliates warrant its completeness or accuracy, and it should not be considered as such. All rights to the media broadcasted on this platform belong solely to the copyright owners of said media. Family Flavors to Slide WBN Inc. and its affiliates do not make claims to own the media broadcasted on our network. Morning, everybody. It is Motivation Mondays, and we're back after one week off. Last week had a little bit of illness, and uh, we're back at it and on the attack. And today we're gonna have it like on phone today. We're gonna have Brett Figueroa. Um, I'm excited. He's a motivational and peak performance coach. Um, he's gonna be on our show. He was Tony Robbins' former number one sales record holder and top national trainer. Brett has trained over 3,000 companies while moving 25 times in the last five years while working for Robbins. And Brett is also the author of three best-selling books and a producer of six audio courses. And Brett has been doing seminars, corporate trainings, and coaching for over 27 years. Super excited to have him on the broadcast today. But as always, we get ready to start our show off, and we're going to start off with gratitudes. For a lot of you that are listening in on the show, um, you're probably going to hear this for the first time. Some of you and others of you, you haven't heard this at all. Um, and that is that I have been diagnosed with stage 5 uh, kidney disease. Um, it's a disease that, um, thank God, we were able to find because, you know, the long and the short of it all, I, uh, I didn't even know that I had it. There's no symptoms inside of my body as far as I don't feel fatigued, I don't feel tired, I don't feel anxious, I don't feel any of those things. I just have this uh, situation where I took a blood test and I found out that I have um, this disease inside of my body that left undetected would have ultimately ended up in my demise. But now I get a second lease on life and I just wanted to share that gratitude with everybody today that as a fighter and as a warrior in this world, that I will beat this and I will make sure that I uh, stand 
real steadfast in making sure that not only does this disease get conquered, but you know any other ills that I have going on in my life. I love life. I love the people that I live this life with, which includes all of you. And I just want us all to just be in a very sanctimonious, great relationship with each other. So whatever you're going through in life right now, one of the things I just want everybody to do is just take a deep breath in. And breathe out, all is well, man, because all is well. And we're going to get out there and we're going to get after it today. So whatever you're going through in life today, take it on head on and just let's get ready to just go out there and be amazing. So without further ado, one of my close friends, one of my associates, one of the people that has been such a big such a big ammunition in my life as far as for my mortgage career, for my friendship, etc. I just want to introduce everybody in the world to Mr. Brett Figueroa. Welcome, Brett. Awesome. How you doing, sir? <laughs> so when we do it good morning that's right baby that's right so um you know a lot of people you know are getting introduced to brett figaro for the first time and i just want to just really just edify this man he um he's one of those people that is bigger than life when you meet brett well first of all he's six foot five right <laughs> So when you walk into this room with this man, it's like you're looking up at him for sure. And he's one of those people that brings electrified electricity, Brett. And I just really want to thank you for being on the show, man. Awesome. Well, it's uh, great to be with you, Ron, because you and I, you know, in um, in doing these types of things and interviews and what have you, it's always a lot of fun. Uh, but many times it's more fun with others because, you know, you have great history with each other versus, you know, somebody that sends you a, you know, a direct message and says, hey, can I interview you? And you're like, well, yeah, but like, who are you? <laughs> like, you know? I mean, it's all cool and all, but it's fun when you have history like you and I have so many years of history together. Like, I think like 20 years of history. 22 years to be exact. 22 years. Mm -hmm. I sat That's in, insane. I, I sat in one of your seminars and we just connected. It was like, um, I'm, I'm not going to get cliche here, but it was kind of love at first sight, bro. You know what I'm saying? You're like yeah. saying some words. And I was like, yeah, I'll dig it. Let's get it. Right? Yeah, it was good. You and your girl sitting front row. Long, yeah, long, I remember. Old school. We had a great old school, time. Old school. Don't say my girl. That was, that was, that, that's a whole uh, different oh, world, oh. man. <laughs> I gotcha. I gotcha. <laughs> so, yeah. you, so. You know, Brett, we've been um, we've been going around for a while. You know, the world that we live in right now is in a in a flux of turmoil and stuff. And you were sharing with me some great insight, and I just want to kind of just unleash Brett Figueroa to the world on like what's going on in your mind around what's going on in the world right now. Um. Well, you know, I think that right now. I mean, you know, I think it's all, I think really, truly, as a human being, it really comes down to training. And, you know, what kind of training do we have to handle what kind of uh, concerns that are going on in the moment? And there's, uh, you know, we can go, if there's no concerns in life, then you don't really need to be very well trained because you're not dealing with any big major concerns. 
So kind of whatever training you have, whatever life you have, whatever you've been uh, trained to do or learn or experience, etc. And I believe what it ultimately comes down to is, is really being able to, you know, during difficult times, challenging times, frustrating times, setback times, uh, you know, those kind of difficult, challenging times, it's really am I prepared, am I Am I, am I equipped? Am I ready? You know, can, am I going to walk out into a freaking storm? If I look out my windows and I go, yeah, it's storming outside. Am I going to walk out with no shirt and just a t-shirt or probably not? Right. I probably, probably grab a jacket, maybe even a possible umbrella, like, you know, be ready, right. For the conditions and circumstances at hand. And so I don't think right now it's, now, I know, you know, the fact is, is that bad news sells, right? I mean, if you walk past a newsstand and you see two newspapers and one says 80 and sunny and another says typhoons on its way by noon, you know, you're going to buy the typhoons on its way by noon newspaper. Right, right. Right. So there's definitely, I think, a lot of, you know, scare in the marketplace right now. And I'm not, I'm not minimizing that scare. I'm not taking away from that scare. I also know the realities of it is that when we look at where we are today, yeah, it's moved. Yeah, people have got to pivot. You know, people have got to take different actions and get their mind together. And at the same time, you know, this is a great time because, you know, I'm sure, you know, Ron, you've read the stats and the history on that more people became millionaires during the time of the Depression than any other time in human history. Correct. So where a lot of times people go, oh, my God, did you just watch Fox News? Did you just see CNN? Did you see what's going on? And interest rates are rising and, you know, the market's tanking. And, you know, I mean, hey, the fact is a a bucket of 12 eggs is four bucks. (laughs) (laughs) I've been buying eggs my whole life. I don't know if I've ever spent four dollars for a bucket of 12. You know, you know, you I, mean, know I mean, really, so there's definitely a shift. Right. And you know, where's, Brent, where's my buck 59 eggs? You know? <laughs> They're not going to be back around for a while. If ever, right? If ever. Yeah. And so, you know, you've been in this, in this game for a long time, Brett. You've been in this, uh, in the personal development market for 27 uh, years, Ron. Yeah. So, what made you decide? 27 years. What made you That's decide? That's like to unheard get in? of for the most part in my industry. It's like unheard of. What made you decide to get in? <clears throat> what made me decide to get in the industry is because I knew my calling was to help people, and. I knew, I knew that was my calling. I, I knew that I had attended an event when I was about 26, 27 years old, had 500 bucks to my name. The event was 395. It was kind of a, you know, red black shot at Vegas. Like, okay, is it going to work? Is it not? Well, it just so happened to work. It was three days. And I looked at the man on stage that changed my life in the front of the room. And his name is Dan. And I thought, man, if I could be like Dan, I'd be like a, feel like a superhero. Because I just watched how fast and he was able to deal with people's issues and people that have had, you know, certain traumas or phobias or challenges for, you know, 10, 20, 30, 40 years, many times most of their life. And I would watch this man in minutes, if not seconds, come in and just wipe down an entire infrastructure of past, you know, beliefs that hasn't served that person for their entire life to just come in and just demolish. And I thought, wow, that's cool. 
like this guy's like a superhero and I thought well if I could do something like that but I didn't have any skills and I was really struggling and so I just thought well if there's anybody who can help me right now it's probably this guy Tony Robbins and I had seen Tony Robbins on television and his infomercial and I remember sitting around as a young kid all loaded and stuff, drinking and hammered at 18 years old, <laughs> right. like watching an infomercial going, you mean people live that way? <laughs> <laughs> you mean castles and stuff? <laughs> <laughs> like I was so enamored by that. And so I just showed up at his doorstep one day in 1995 and I had no job, no money and no car, but I had hope and inspiration and aspiration and dedication to come true to what I felt was inside of me, and that was to really be able to help people in their lives. But I needed the coaching, I needed the training, I needed to, the know-how, because when I left out of my original training with my, with my speaker guy, Dan, I went out for the next one year, and I created a company called Life by Design, and I created watches and shirts and hats and, like, you know, stupid things. I didn't make a dollar in the entire time. And what I recognized is that what Dan was is, like, he was, like, a really great magician. And like all great magicians, they're great at showing you their magic, but they're not great at showing you how they do it. And so I thought, wow, okay, well, if I can go to Tony's office and I can get with Tony, well, he'll probably show me how to do the magic. And so it's, my people are like, you mean you just showed up to his office? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you know, I'm like the guy that goes, well, yeah, I had to show up because I wasn't invited. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so like, you know, I was a kid in high school. They're like, I'd bang on the door. And they're like, you weren't invited. I'm like, I know. That's why I had to show up because, you know, I thought maybe you missed me or... You know, you I'm like a about me, you didn't you think missed. about me or whatever, right? Yeah, so I figured, well, Tony didn't invite me, so I better just show up just in case I missed something, you know. And so in and, those, and so in those first few interactions that you had with Tony, um, what did you come across? What like what became an inspiration for you? <laughs> well, the inspiration was I already knew that he was very, very successful as a man and a young man. So that really inspired me that he was able to create such great success. And here I was, this young guy, not really, I'm seven years younger than Robbins. And, but he had created this magnificent life, this magnificent life. And so I think what inspired me the most is that I was able to see that, hey, someone in an industry that I'm super passionate about is leading the world in this industry. I need to get to know this guy. I need to go to work with this guy. I need to travel the country with this guy. You know, as, so, a part, as a part of Motivation Mondays, I just want everybody that's listening to the program right now that when you have inspired thought, what I'm hearing Brett say in this moment is that he had inspired thought and he took action. And a lot of times that's what's missing is that we don't take action. Like we have an idea and we sit there and we ponder on it for a while. And what I'm hearing in this, Brett, is that you took action. Uh, yeah, but I took action, but yes, that's a, that's, a, that's a definitive. So yes, I took action. And, but I think many times the mo most, one of the most important things is to identify the risk, right? So kind of like, it's almost like risk tolerance, right? So like if you have a, a family and you got, you know, six kids, three kids, two kids, whatever, and you bet the farm, 
And the, the possibility of losing the farm, losing everything, that means not being able to take care of your family. That's a different type of a risk. One has to really look and go, what's my risk tolerance? Now, my, I didn't have any risk tolerance, really. So if I met with Robbins and he said, no, get out of my face, kid, there was nothing to lose. I wasn't married. I didn't have kids. I was willing to look at the take the risk. And I think that people have got to really look and go, what's the risk that I'm willing to take? And once they identify, yes, you know what? I'm willing to take that risk. I'm not going to lose the farm. The worst they can say is no. And that what I can do is move on from that. But I think people have got to look at the risk and go, what's the action that I must take and take the action immediately, which is what I did. I just showed up to his office. I didn't go for any announcements or letters i just showed up and i went to the receptionist lady and she says hi may i help you i said hi i'm here to see tony robbins <laughs> and the reception lady's like huh <laughs> <laughs> we, we don't have you on his calendar i know ma'am i'm here to see him is he here <laughs> it's like everybody sir wants to come in and say, i said well no worries ma'am i said can i just have a seat right there in the, in the lounge area lobby she goes help yourself so I, I took the risk and I showed up and I sat down and the lady even looked at me like, of course, like I was weird. And but not, but then a minute later, I heard Tony Robbins voice and I jumped up from my chair and I thought, hey, he's here in the building. And I followed the voice. I looked down the hall. Here he was coming right at me with all of his people to the elevator in which I was standing in front of. And we all jumped into the elevator. I walked him out to his car and the rest was history. That's so fantastic. That's so fantastic. And you have, um, since then, you've trained over 3,000 companies. Is that correct? I did. I moved 25 times in five years with them and trained 3,000 companies, became his number one income earner, number one top salesman, uh, broke everything. And I was the guy who started at $7.50 an hour. And I started at $7.50 an hour. Again, I had to look and go, am I willing to do that? Like on a bigger, uh, you know, that it, on the on the hope, wish, and a prayer that something greater was going to happen, that I was willing to go to work for seven fifty an hour. And, Ron, you might remember my story briefly that when I first started with Robbins, I didn't have a car. And I lived 20 miles away from the office. And my friend, Baron, my rich friend, I, people always say, I always say, tell, say to people, I say, when you're poor, you've got to live with rich people. <laughs> you know, I, said, <laughs> I, I said, you can't be poor and live with another poor person. It doesn't work. <laughs> <You've got Right. laughs> so I, I had to learn how to go, hey, you got money? Cool. Can I move in? Cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I moved in with my buddy Baron, and Baron used to, uh, if you remember the story, he used to drop me off at 5.30 in the morning out of his limousine. I would draw, I would get out of the limo in my suit and tie, jump into a bus. I'd put my 50 cents in the bus. The bus would take me up through La Jolla, drop me off at the mall. I'd walk across the street, work for nine hours, walk back up across the street, get back on the bus. The bus would take me downtown. I would then get out of the bus, jump into a train. The train would take me inland, and I'd get off the train and jump into a cab, and then the cab would bring me home, and I'd start over again in the morning. All for seven fifty an hour, and a hope, a wish, and a prayer that something great was going to happen. And it did. And it did. It took massive, you know, <laughs> turmoil and things of that nature. So, yeah, I think the message that I really speak to people today, and I have for so many years, is I, I really, truly do believe that uh, people have bottled up dreams and bottled up ideas and bottled up inspirations. And many people are going to go to their grave with a song in their heart. And it's a song that was unfulfilled. 
And, you know, the song being unfulfilled is is many times uh, we, we, we attempt to, you know, to uh, we attempt to sedate that feeling. You know, we attempt to sedate the feeling through food, drugs, alcohol, sex, you name it. We attempt to sedate it because we don't want to experience it. We don't want to feel it because it feels so shitty. Pardon my expression. But to know that we have a song in our heart, that our days are numbered, there's going to be a last 90 seconds to our life. And yet we're sitting around afraid that people might not like it or people might say no or the world might reject us. I couldn't really give a rat's catoots. <laughs> I mean, seriously, I honestly, truly don't give a rat's catoots. And that's one of the things that's a, that's special about you is that when you're going out there and you're making your impact on planet Earth, one of the things is, is you taught me is to really work on our must. And um, one of the things we must do real quick before we get into that is we must take a little break because we got to pay some bills. So we're going to take a break right here. We're going to come back. Today we have um, World Peak Performance Coach Brett Figueroa on the show today. Super excited to have him. We're going to take a break. You're on with Ron as a part of Motivation Mondays. We'll be back here in just a minute. Has anybody here seen my old friend Abraham? Can you tell me where he's gone? Oh, he freed a lot of people, but it seems a good dying. Yeah. I just looked around and he was gone. Has anybody here seen my old friend John? Can you tell me where he's gone? You know. He freed a lot of people, but it seems the good die young, yeah. I just looked around and he was gone, oh yeah. It seems a good dying, yeah. I just looked around and he was gone.
It's on with Ron. It's Motivation Mondays. We have Pete Performance Coach Brett Figueroa on the show with us today. And, um, you know, before we get right back into our conversation, I want to remind everybody that we have the Turkey Turnover event. It's the third annual event that's coming November 16th through the 23rd. We're going to feed 250 families this year with turkey dinners. Um, you know, Family Flavors of Slide is really committed to being out in the community. And that along with Contour Mortgage, which is the company that I represent, uh, we are really big in doing community development. And so super excited to be able to put forth the efforts to make sure that our fellow brethren are also supported and loved during this time. You know, I have Brett Figueroa on the show, and we were talking about the old days, and now we're getting into must. So, my friend, talk to me. Like, um, what's going on inside of your world right now? Well, what's going on inside of what? what? And what's going on inside of your world right now? Like, what's happening for Brett Figueroa? Uh, well, we're really excited, just uh, really focused on uh, taking care of my clients and taking care of my kids and... Uh, just uh, getting ready to do an event at the end of the month, which I'm really excited about. And I've been dancing with writing my fourth book, uh, titled Triumphant. It'll be my four, it'll be my fourth and my last. I'm, I'll be like done. <laughs> like, I doubt it'll be your last, my friend. Come on, man. Be, I do. I really do. I really do. I really. But I don't. I think this is going to be the book. It's kind of like if there's a tell-all, give it all, share it all. It's like this. It's going to wrap it up in this one. Um. So that's really exciting for me. And um, you know, I think it's really just again just. What's happening in my world right now? The most important thing is my kids, man. That's a really important thing for me. You have, so I felt you yesterday have three was of these guys. About gratitude. What's that? You have three of these guys. <laughs> you have two girl, two boys, and one girl. You know, dude, I'm just so blessed. You know, I just yesterday was just a great day. It was a Sunday. I love Sundays. I always have. I've always just used that. You know, I hear some people and they say, "Go, go, grind, grind, hustle, hustle," and I'm just like, dude. Even even Jesus didn't on Sunday. You know? <laughs> like, seriously, like it's a day of rest. <laughs> you know, I've been down that pike before. I've been down that place, and it's ugly. I mean, you know, the repercussions that come out of that. So, I, yesterday was a really grateful day. I think it's really people that uh, you know. I think it's focusing on where our priorities are. And so, my priorities have been my kids for years now. My oldest is twenty five. I mean, Ron, you might remember my story. When I was 19 years old, I was full of drugs and alcohol, and I said, man, I got to get out of town. And at 19 years old, I borrowed $50 from one of my friends, and I'm like, dude, I need to get out of town, bro. And I jumped on a Greyhound bus, and I headed out of town 400 miles away. And uh, so I didn't go to any college or anything, you know. I just uh, kind of took all my life at 19. And my oldest son now, uh, Garrett, Garrett's my oldest son. He's 24. He, I uh, graduated high school with a 4.5, got a quarter-million-dollar scholarship, went to Budapest to go to school. Uh, as an accomplished Eagle Scout. He's off uh, now working on his master's in math, and uh, I'm really excited about that. And my middle son, Grant, just got in a car yesterday with his girl. They're heading to Arizona for six months. His focus is be on the PGA Tour by the time he's 25. So he's just living his dream every single day. He never fails, which is really, really amazing to me to watch, to experience that. And my daughter, I just found out, is going to state championships for volleyball. 
uh, with her and her girls. And she's 16. She's a junior at Rock Canyon in Douglas County here in uh, the Colorado Highlands Ranch area. And so I think for me, it's really focusing on the things that are really most important. And for me, family's really my highest uh, achievement. And outside of anything else I've done outside of that, my, my kids are my, my, my big, you know, people say, how'd you do that? I spent time, <laughs> you know, it's like, I think people got to focus on where the priorities are. So, you know, people get the priorities and it's easy to do. I've done it a million times over, you know, easy to get our priorities all mixed up. And we start looking at our priorities. It's like, oh, wait a minute, let me get my priorities. And I know, you know, I'm a Christian. So for me, when I get my priorities out of alignment with my God, man, I'm way out of whack. <laughs> way out of whack. But I'm way the, out of whack. I really am way out of whack. One of the things, Brett, that you taught me a long time ago that stuck with me so rigidly in my life is must, right? And yes. so if there's something that um, you can, and everybody, if you get a chance to listen to what this man is about to talk about for just a few seconds, Brett, can you break that down for us? Like your must. Well, yeah, must are, must are really important to identify. And uh, it seems that, you know, many times we have a lot of shoulds, right? So a should is different. Like I, I should pay my bills. I should be on time. I should go to the gym, I should eat healthy, I should drink more water, I should pray, I should go to church, etc., etc., etc. So we have a lot of these shoulds, and as we like to say, you can really just shit all over yourself. Right. <laughs> you know, should, 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 should. And, you know, the fact is, is that usually, and traditionally many times, is that people shift their shoulds into a must, usually when it's... Um, when they're in a situation where it demands, like life demands that you do, right? You ultimately find out that you're sick. You, the, the life demands that you must get healthy, right? So it no longer is it a should, like beforehand of getting diagnosed or anything with anybody that's dealing with any kind of sickness before this diagnosis, it's like, oh, I should go to the gym. Yeah, I should get healthy and yeah, I should drink more water. All those things tr traditionally will shift immediately into a must. You know, the smoker that's been smoking for 30 years that goes, yeah, yeah, I should quit, I should quit. All of a sudden now it's a must, they quit because they see the doctor and doctor says, listen, you've got stage three uh, lung cancer. You know, now it's a must. Right, right. You know, if they're committed to living. And I'll share with you a quick example. I remember years ago, I had taken on a client and many times I like to know my odds. I'm like a horse better. People say, you're a great coach. I go, well, I thank you, but I think I'm actually a better horse better. I just bet on the right horses. And you know, I can be a great coach all day, but if I bet on wrong horses, I'm kind of screwed. So I just bet on right horses. And um, so I want to know where my odds stand in terms of when they quote, say they're gonna set, you know, here's my goals, for an example. I go, here's my goals. And I go, well, let me ask you a question. I go, when you set a goal, I go, give me some ratios. Like, how, what's a hit, what's a miss? You know, if you set 100% of goals, what percentage of those goals are you going to hit? What percentage? And somebody, this particular one woman said, I'm going to hit maybe between 60 to 70%. I'm going to miss between 30 to 40%. I thought, okay, well, that's cool. It's a little bit on the lower side that I would like, but let's just kind of uncover that. Let's unpack that for a minute and see what that really looks like. And so I asked her, I said, uh, I said, so basically if I take her on, that means if she sets goals with me, I'm going to fail on my end at between 30 to 40% because she's not going to hit her goals, we'll just say hypothetically. So I asked her, I say, do you have a mortgage? And she goes, yeah. I go, how many years? She goes, 10. 
I go, cool. So that's 120 months. And so I'm going to ask you, um, I'm going to just guesstimate. We'll just guesstimate. I'm going to say you have anywhere between seven to 10 late mortgages on your mortgage over the last 10 years. Now, she looks at me very dumbfounded and kind of like, what? <laughs> I said, okay, well, well, well I'll, I'll back off. Maybe you got like, we'll just say three or four late payments over the last, you know, 10 years, 120 months. And she looked at me again. She's like, dude, I don't have any late payments. I go, come on. No, 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 there's, there's no way. Let's get straight with each other. You've got to at least have a couple. Dude, I got zero late payments in 10 years. I mean, I said, you got ten, zero late payments. How? That's, un, that's like almost impossible. 120 months stacked on top of each other through the good times, the bad times, the ugly times, the nasty times, all of that. Yet for 120 months stacked upon each other through all the ups and downs of the market, business, etc. you never miss. Nope, never miss. Interesting. That's because it wasn't a goal to make her mortgage payment. It was a must. And so one of the things that I really learned when I was on the road is that in life, we got what we must have. So if we don't have it in our life, it's because it's not a must. It's a goal. It's a dream. It's an idea. It's something I'd like to do. It's something I should do, but it's not a must. And so when we make it a must, so for me getting up at 420, and my alarm, as I was sharing with you earlier, it goes off five days a week at 420 a.m. And it's awesome for me to get up and get out. Now, is it easy to do in Colorado? No. Some mornings it's cold as heck. Like last week, I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what am I doing? <laughs> and, I, and it was fun because when I got to the gym, and I'm, I'm, a, I'm a social guy, so I know – Pretty, so many people just like yourself probably go to the gym and like know everybody right, right. so I'm, I said, I said some of the guys I said listen man I said when I woke up this morning I'm going to be straight bro it was cold as cold you could hear the snow coming out like it's windy and I said you know it was guys like you that really inspired me to get in the gym here this morning so I want to uh, just wanted to say thank you because uh, there's many in the gym that inspire me and I hope that my, by my being there I can inspire others to get their ass up and out of bed <laughs> Right. And, th and that's one of the things that you do. You do inspire people. And it's because, you know, it's all mindset, right? It really is. It's, um, you know, one of the things that I learned is that what most people do is they major in the minors. <laughs> and so they think, yeah, if I get a bunch of skills in life, I'll be, I'll be done. I'm good. And so, but they major in the minors, meaning that they major in the things that matter the least. And the fact is that when we turn that ratio and we start to major in the majors, and from my experience of doing this work now, again, 27 years, and uh, that uh, it really comes down to 80% mindset, 20% skill set. And people have got to be what I call battle gear ready. They got to be ready for battle. And what people should be doing right now is getting ready for battle. Again, it may not look like a typhoon. You know, I always like one of the you know things that says, just because you look out in the ocean and you don't see a wave coming doesn't mean one's not on its way. Right, <laughs> <You know>? right, <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> and it could be a big enough wave to take down your land. <laughs> so you might want to be ready because just because you can't see it doesn't mean it's not on its way in. Well, so you know I think be people being battle gear ready, ready for battle, meaning the, the mental battle that goes on in people's mind. 
during challenging times, frustrating times, all those different types of things. And many times people are not battle gear ready. So what do they do again? They Again, they sedate themselves with drugs, alcohol, food, porn, gambling, shopping, you name it, they're involved in it. And all to what they want to believe eliminate the pain. And sure, it'll eliminate the pain for a minute, but then it arises, you know, when we get back around that. That makes sense? That makes total sense. And you yeah. know, for the listener that's listening out there right now, Brett is And they a- gotta be ready, Dave. But Ron, let me just I'm sorry to inter- interject. They've gotta be ready. They've gotta be ready. Meaning that if the drill sergeant comes in and says it's time to go to battle, you can't look at the drill sergeant and say, Hey, can I get an extra week or two? <laughs> right. Right? Right. <laughs> you he's not gonna show favorites. Matter of fact, now you're gonna go on enemy lines. You weren't ready, you had time to prepare. Now we're at war, we need you on enemy lines. Get your ass out of here. Let's go Let's go make it happen, right? Right, so people have got to prepare during these times for whatever is ahead of us. I don't know what that is. I'm not a crystal ball reader. I used to be a crystal meth user. <laughs> I just thought that was funny. That, that was unplugged right there, my friend. <laughs> you know, um, you know, a lot of times, what's going on with regards to this uh, to this business acumen that we're in is, you know, being ready, being in the must. You know, you're having an event that's going to be November thirtieth, and that's going to be up in the. Uh, where's that going to be, Brett? Again. That's in Lone Tree. Okay. And you're going to have seats for 50 people, right? That is correct. And I believe right now we're sitting close to 30. Okay, cool. So, you know, the event, what is um, what are some of the expected outcomes that you're going to be having as a part of the event? Well, the outcome, the, the, the name of the event is called the Breakthrough Experience. And the Breakthrough Experience, at first it was just called Breakthrough. And I thought, no, 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 Brad, this is really an experience. Like when people will leave out of there, they won't just leave informed because what I like to say, you know, for, you know, we live in a world where information's at our fingertips, right? In nanoseconds, whatever information you would like to have happen. And so what I say is that most people are over-informed and then they're under-inspired. And so it's not like people need more information to make their life work. What they really truly need is more inspiration to make their life work. You know, if the great gods of success and seminars and retreats and all that kind of stuff and books and all that kind of great stuff on success, if the great gods of all that came in and just took it all away, well, what are we going to sit around and go, well, yeah, but I need another seminar to make my life work. No, dude, you must get inspired to make your life work because you already have all that information inside of you. And so what this event is about, even though there will be these massive awarenesses and these awakenings and these, oh my gosh, and people are going to go through different experiences of, I mean, they're going to deal with so many different experiences and so many things that for the most part, they they don't really, they just don't want to experience. Again, I think that's why we live in such a, uh, an addiction society, you know, anything that we can do to get our hands on, to not truly feel, to not truly experience to not truly examine one's life. And it's easy to examine everyone else's life, but to examine our own, oh God. <laughs> right, right. So this event is really about, and it is an event, you know, it's a, it's a real event. I've been doing this event. Well, this is 
uh, part of this event is is what we did back 22 years ago, back when you and I had first met. And so this is really an opportunity for people to really take a day, because many times we live in the grind, right? Grow, grind, 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 grind. People say, oh, I can't get the day off. I can't get the day off. I can't take the day off. I'm just so busy. I'm just so busy. You know, I mean, you know, and those people are always, it's always funny for me to, to watch that. I always use the, I always use the, uh, the, the example when people talk about being busy and I get being busy. I'm a busy dude. And I also understand the importance of taking time to, you know, to, to get your skills together and to get your head together. And there's a, there's a program on ESPN of two lumberjacks and they just cut wood all day. And, and so, that, I mean, really inspiring program, right? They just <laughs> chop wood. <laughs> and the one that can chop the most amount of wood wins. And so two guys come out and one guy's a real big guy, big burly, you know, mountain climber, you know, axe chopping guy. And then a smaller guy. And so they're both just chopping away, right? Really just getting after it, really going. And the big guy, right, he's just sweating and he's chopping and he's just really getting at it. Now, the smaller guy's chopping away, but what's interesting is every hour on the hour, he leaves the stage. He's like, where the hell is this guy going? And the big guy's just going at it, just chopping, 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 chopping. Other guy's gone off stage. No one knows where the heck he went. Well, at the end of the day, the guy taking all the breaks every hour on the hour, he cuts more wood. Big guy's all totally flustered. He goes, oh, my God. what, Dude, honestly, bro, where were you? Were you cheating? What was going on? Where were you? He said, no, of course I wasn't cheating. I was just out back sharpening my axe. <laughs> right? So, I mean, you know, days like this is a day to, for somebody to sharpen their axe. So you can keep grinding. Go ahead. Hustle, hustle. Right? Grind, grind. Be available all day long for more calls of, you know, just a different day. Or somebody kind of takes their life, puts it on pause for a minute and starts to examine areas of their life that we don't really truly examine. And through that examination, we make new distinctions and with new distinctions, we have new choices. See, the distinctions of snow in Colorado, we have like two or three distinctions. In Alaska, they have like 50 distinctions. So with those different distinctions that they have in Alaska, they now have new choices. They know if they can build with it. Can I eat with it? Can I do this with it? Can I cook with it? Like, what can I do with it? Depending upon their distinctions that they make, they have new choices. So this event is really an opportunity for people to take their life, put it on pause, and to really step into this being called human. Being a human and is an incredible thing, isn't it, my friend? Well, we don't. The, the interesting part about it, you know, a human being is we don't give much. We don't give much regards to the being of human. It's like a fish doesn't give much regards to the fish to the water in which it swims. It just comes with the territory. Mm -hmm. So being human isn't something that we sit around and go, "Hmm, I wonder what it's like to be human." It's like a fish, like I say, it's like, hmm, wonder what this water is. It doesn't pay any attention to the water, it just swims. Human beings don't pay any attention to the being of human, we're just being human. But when people actually stop to examine the being of human, they start to make new distinctions. It goes, holy cow, this thing called being human is something that you, we as human beings, we're just thrown into. You know, I was sharing with somebody the other day, I said it's really interesting being a human being because really what we are is kind of like a loose pair of jeans thrown off into the corner. And when the washing machine starts, somebody yells and goes, hey, did you get the jeans in the corner? <laughs> and then we take the jeans in the corner, we throw them into the washing machine called life. 
and we click the little start button and it says go and it does this thing we're just thrown into life like life was here first we get thrown into life human beings get caught up into we go from there into the dryer and that's done <laughs> um, buzzer clicks bling. And, then, and then we hope that we're ready right we hope we're ready well, no, at the end of the drying session, it's do we bury them or burn them? <laughs> and most of the time we're spent... Because we're done. We're spent we're done. Our, we spend most of our life being human doings as opposed to being human beings. That's the, that's the <laughs> caveat to all of it is that instead of getting out there and worrying about our being and our purpose, we're out there just like doing. And then we feel like we're overwhelmed with all of this stuff that we have to do. And... The ultimate thing is, is that our being is what dials us in, and that's what I hear you saying right now. Our being is everything because we're human beings. So there's no getting around that. But we've got to begin to look and examine, am I using being or is being using me? And when it really truly gets down to the, to the, to the looking at life, being is using us. Because humans were here first, and then we're thrown into this. The thrust of life was already in motion. The direction of life was already in motion. Everything was already in motion, and we get thrown into the same thing. So when we finally begin to examine and really, really, truly begin to look at the being of human, what people recognize is that it's all just this sense of automation, so we don't have to give any thought to being human. We just are human. But when we really truly begin to give thought to being human, we begin to again make new distinction, giving us new choices on how to show up to goals, how to show up to dreams, how to show up to must, how to show up to relationships, how to show up to finances. Because we can do the right thing. So I get a lot of people in doing this work over the years, right? They go, coach, coach, I'm doing all these things. I say, well, show me what you're doing. They go, well, I'm doing this, this, this. And for the most part, all that's good. It's not like I look at their to-dos of what they're doing and I go, well, that's wrong, that's wrong, that's wrong, that's wrong. Most of what people are doing is right. But the person that most people are being is wrong. And that's called a mismatch. So when somebody goes, well, I'm doing all these things in my marriage and I'm, you know, I, I'm doing all, you know, this and I'm doing this and I'm doing that. I'm like, yeah, dude, but you're being an ass while you're doing it. You're doing it, but you're acting like a martyr. You're doing it, but you're acting like you have to do it. You're doing it and you just feel like, oh, what's the, what's the point of, of all this anyways? All right, so it's being able to make those distinctions that when people do, they can make those shifts. So yes, that to answer your question, Ron. That is the major. That's the major of the major. That is the major, and you know we have, we're on with uh, peak performance coach Brett Figueroa. He's trained over three thousand companies in twenty-seven years. Twenty-seven years of coaching, public speaking, and just really just being an advocate for what's right in the planet. He's been an um, author of three books and he's getting ready to come out with his fourth book triumphant here soon and he's uh audio series i mean he's such a big deep part of my soul um in in my life you know in my professional career for the last 22 plus years you've been there and i and i just wanted really wanted to say thank you 
And on the day, um, on October 5th, which was just a little over a month ago, I got some news about my health and um, this disease that's inside of my body. And um, this dude walks through my door at my office out of nowhere. Right? <laughs> that was cool. Yeah. That, that was very bizarre because on a day where I was getting news that was not necessarily the news that I wanted to hear in that moment, this dude walks through and he just comforted and just made sure that I was taken care of and cared for and loved. And and he ate up all of my apple um, caramel candies that I had that I was no longer allowed Those to eat. Those were good too, bro. Those were very good. Thank you. <laughs> very good. Yeah. So, um, you know, this guy is incredible. And, and if there's room for people to be able to come to the event, are you inviting them to come? Yes, we've decided. Yes, Ron, thank you for that. Yes, we're excited about uh, the. I'm very, very excited. Actually, it's. I always know when I'm excited for something when I wake up and I had a dream about this something that I'm up to. So whether it's doing, whether it's writing a book or, I don't care what it is. It's whatever. If I'm having a dream about it, I'm going. That's a good thing, <laughs> you know, because it wasn't a nightmare. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. <laughs> they all left running out of the room on fire. <laughs> <laughs> Like literally on fire, <laughs> so it's not a good thing. But this was a dream, and it's. Uh, I'm excited because we have some young ones coming with us too to the event. I have one of my clients, um, Lily, out of Washington D.C. Uh, she's the only one uh, in her world that has interviewed Fidel Castro. Uh, she's a, a very hardcore. Um, uh, negotiator and uh, uh, what do they call those correspondent uh, those um, oh uh, she's not she she does interviews what do they call it what do they call it reporter does, reporter um, uh, analysis yeah she, she a journalist journalist okay. yeah so she came here to be a journalist and so she lives out in the Washington anyway she'll be here with her son Atticus and uh, so I'm excited about having Atticus with us. He's 17. Uh, and then we have uh, uh, Freddie, uh, one of his clients, and they're bringing, I believe, their daughter. And so we'll have some other kids. And so for 27 years, I've always charged for my events, always. I've never, not a single time have I ever done a free event. Uh, it's just not something I do. I do free small guest events, but I don't do free full-day events. I never have. And... I always thought I never will, and I just had this feeling that said, you know what, Brett, the times, the situation, the circumstances, the this and this and this. <laughs> I really just sat with it in a very powerful way, and I thought it was like I talked to one of my buddies that I speak to pretty much every day. He's an engineer at Boeing, and he's like, dude, just go for a run, make a decision, and call me. And so I did. I went out and got some exercise and talked to God and talked to you know my, my decision maker, uh, and listened in real closely, and I thought, you know what, I'm going to do a free event. And my first time in 27 years, I'm doing a free event, so it'll be exciting. And for those that are with us, it'll be great to have you with us. It'll be a full day, and we'll uncover beliefs. We'll break through fears. Uh, we got some really, really amazing, amazing experiences and exercises 
the event is pretty much broken up into three capacity. One's educational, uh, about 33% will say is educational, 33% will say is experiential. So we're not going to teach you how to ride the bike, we're going to get you on the bike so you actually have an experience and it's through those experiences that you'll create some massive distinctions. It's hard to make distinctions through literature. It's hard to make distinctions through a book, even though it's a concept. Uh, you can, from a conceptual place, make a distinction, but when we have it in our actual experience, uh, now that distinction is totally and completely uh, out of the realm of just a concept or a theory or a good idea, but it's something that you know is a for real thing. It's an experience. Uh, 33% will be experienced. And then the last part will be sharing. So about 33% is through sharing. But it's, again, very powerful. People go through all series of different emotions, from crying to laughing to celebrating. Uh, you'll, great, you'll create some great team uh, fellowship in that room. Uh, you'll come in as one. You'll leave as a team. You'll leave as a group, uh, which I'm very, very excited about. So, uh, yeah, so for those who are in the Springs area or wherever surrounding areas, we're here in Lone Tree, uh, and Ron, you have the link on that. If not, we'll make sure you get that link and you can send that out to your people and, uh, and they can friend me on Facebook and then they can, uh, anyways, we can get a roster of, uh, who, who, who's listened and who's going to be there. So, yeah. Okay. Um, is there any way that you want them to register for the event from like, if somebody's inspired today right now? How would you like that? Uh, they can just send you a message or they can send me a message. They can text me a message at 720-672-5783. Again, 720-672-5783. Just send over your name. Send over your the uh, in quotes that says, I'm in. And then we'll have you tagged as a participant with us on that event. And we'll make sure we have a seat uh, ready and available for you. That's fantastic. Um, I'm a huge advocate for Brett Figueroa, and we're going to get him involved in some more activities down here in the Springs and beyond because this man makes such a huge difference in the people's lives that he touches. And um, if you get a chance to be able to be a part of his event, I promise you it will succinctly take you to a whole other level in your lives, both professionally and personally, 100%. Well, I appreciate that, Ron. That's always been the objective. It's always been the outcome. And I just feel like, you know, I was positioned to do this line of work. And uh, that's why I've stayed in it for 27 years, which is a long haul. Very few people make 27 years in this industry. Uh, but I knew that and still to still know to this day uh, to, that I get to, you know, God didn't build me as a mechanic. Uh, you know, I don't know how to build a house. I don't know how to cook. You know, I don't know how to do any of those types of things. Not that I couldn't learn, but I just feel like that I have, I have gotten to the, I've been very blessed to be in a domain of work that I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoy and that I'm halfway decent at and have been able to make a difference and not just, you know, Bill's life or John's life or Freddie's life, but I get to make a difference in their family's life. Right. And that's not entirely true, bro. I remember I had French toast or something at your house one of the, one of these past days in my life and that, that was pretty amazing you made some really good french toast and eggs. Well, you know i you know i'm i'm kind of a, a bit self self-deprecator i can uh, build a car engine from scratch i can build uh, duplexes and houses and i can probably send a rocket to the moon not <laughs> <laughs> but 
I can open up a box and it says French toast on it and put it in a, in a you know, and then, of course, I just hide the box before my guests show up. Uh, Darn it. Know. I thought you had done some things that day, bro. Okay, the truth be told. <laughs> Yeah, I hide all the boxes, you know, it's good, good hole, you know, and I, I make sure I dip it in like some flour so it doesn't look like it just came out of the box. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know? well, my good friend, our time has come up for today. Awesome. An hour goes by fast, man. And um, first of all, thank you so very much, Brett Figueroa, for being on the show today. Everybody, Great. this thank is Key Performance Coach. Brett Figueroa, my coach and somebody that I extraordinarily recommend to everybody that will be within earshot of me. You got to find this guy, make it a point to seek him out and to get his knowledge. He is so knowledgeable about finding your deeper inner self. It's amazing. Thank you well, so thank much. Thank you for that. I will just uh, quickly just say, if the, you are sitting out there and you are listening and you are wondering, should I go? Just send me a text message and say I'm in. Make it real simple. Decisions come first. Answers come second. A lot of times people, I don't know if I can find a sitter. I promise you, if you're gone for the day, you'll find a sitter. You know, if somebody goes, oh, I don't know if I can get the day off work. I promise you, if you've made a decision to be at this event, you will find a way to get sick that same day. <laughs> you, know? you call your boss. <laughs> really sick, boss. I need the day off. <laughs> hey, man. Well, drop the digits one more time, my friend. 720-672-5783. 720-672-5783. Man, I love you, brother. Thank you so much for being on the show. On with hey, Ron. Love you too, buddy. Thank you. Hey guys, next week we'll have Allison Thorne in studio. She's a realtor, and she'll be coming in next week to um, to break down some real estate, what's going on here in Colorado Springs. So we're excited to have her on board um, as a part of closing out my section of Motivation Monday. I just want everybody to know that there is nothing but love going on here in the Colorado region. Ron Young is doing better than ever. And you know what? Every prayer that you can send out there, I'm taking them and I'm giving them right back to you because being inspired is one of the things that takes us all to the next level. And I'm inspired and I'm encouraged. And I want you guys to know that no matter what's put in front of you, you can make it through it all. And we'll do it together. We'll see you next Monday, 9 a.m. Peace. See you, Ron. See ya.
I can do about it. Whoa. 
history Don't know much biology Don't know much about a science book Don't know much about the French I took But I do know that I love you And I know that if you love me too What a wonderful world this would be Don't know much about geography Don't know much trigonometry Don't know much about algebra Don't know what a slide room is for But I do know what it one is to And if this one could be with you What a wonderful world this would be Now I don't claim to be an A student But I'm trying to be For maybe by being an A student, baby, I can win your love for me. Don't know much about history. Don't know much biology. Don't know much about a science book. Don't know much about the French I took. But I do know that I love you. And I know that if you love me, Yeah. 